Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Okay, Dave is going to come and speak to us this morning, so we're just going to pray. Yeah, come, Holy Spirit, just rest on him. Come rest on us as well, Lord. We want together to receive from you this morning. We want to hear your word, what you have to say to us. So come and be with us. Come and draw near to us right now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What I've prepared is going to be largely redundant, and I'm going to have to say something completely different. So here's the seat of my pants. We're going we're to go. So um, I, I will use a significant part of what I prepared, but I think a different emphasis is what, is what God is asking me uh, to bring this morning. Um, uh, I, I woke up, there's that, uh, that song, um, it's, uh, you stepped out of dark, uh, yeah, you stepped into darkness. Uh, what's that, what's that song? I had it in my head and now I've lost it. The light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. What I want to talk about this morning, and, and my passage is supposed to be speaking about our, wi- our words being wise and full of salt, uh, but I want to address uh, looking actually at heaven and looking at the cross, but Jesus is the the, the uh, connection between us and heaven. And I want to give us a... We always focus on Jesus quite rightly, but I want, I want to give us a glimpse, too, of uh, heaven. <laughs> Keep away from my face. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try and dissect my body. Actually, that's a very interesting point. One of the things I prepared was that the church is God's body, but he is the head. And I, I was like, well, what does that really mean? It means he's the one who leads us. It means he's the one who, uh, who gives authority. But he gives the authority the, to the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. But we need to be in touch with, with Jesus. We need to hear what he is saying. So that when we go out... We are the, the hands, the feet, the blessing, the, the, the joy of bringing God's kingdom to people who are out there. And one of the emphases I want to bring is that we are a people who are a kingdom people. Um, I don't know, uh, during the, all the sort of Brexit stuff, people were saying, well, well, who are you? Are you a European? Are you English? Are you British? Where do you identify? Well, My identity is I'm a child of God. I am a child of the kingdom. That's my first priority. That's my first place I come from. Um, I don't know, have have any of you ever been asked about aliens? Yeah, I'm sure Brian, I can imagine. (laughs) Uh, Anybody else apart from Brian and myself? Anybody? Yeah, okay, the teachers, yeah. You know, what, so my children used to say, 
Dad, do you believe in, in aliens? And I'd say, yeah, I am an alien. Now you may, you may look at me quizzically, uh, but if you are born again, you are too an alien. It says in 1 Peter 2, I don't know if you can put that scripture. I'm afraid, Nikki, you're going to be really worked hard because I'm going to go all over the place today. But if you've got that scripture, it says temporary residents and foreigners. In some translations it says you are an alien, a stranger in this world. My home and your home is in heaven. That is where we are destined to be. And that is a glorious thing. And believe me, I'm trying not to sort of create a heresy here. We focus on the cross, which is quite right, but the cross is our entry point to seeing the kingdom of heaven. That is the interface between heaven and earth. So I am proudly an alien. So I would always give my children that answer of, yes, I'm an alien. Have you looked at 1 Peter 2? And their eyes would roll to the back of their heads and go, oh, God, it's a dad joke again. I wouldn't say that necessarily to someone who asked me in the street, what do you believe in aliens? I'd probably give a different answer. But my answer is I am, I am a child of God. My place, my nationality is heaven, if that makes sense to you. I'm also English and British and European, but my place is in heaven. One of the things I've really enjoyed in the sort of preparation of this, apart from when he changed it this morning, was that sense of, of looking at uh, Revelation. Uh, Revelation 21. So if you want to just prepare that, Nikki. I, I've, as you notice, I... I had a haircut uh, this week and uh, as I was walking through Matlock uh, I walked past what is the what was the, the Weatherspoons, the Crown Pub and it's, it's being um, refurbished because of the floods and somebody else is taking over and they had the door open and I looked in cables down wood everywhere plasterboard, everything it was a mess. What the book of Revelation does is give us that little bit of an open door to see what heaven is like. It's a place where, well, let's have a look at it. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow. That's what we are looking forward to, isn't it? That's what I'm looking forward to. Paul says, you know, to, to be here without dying is to, is to serve Christ, but to die is gain. And I'm not suggesting, you know, you want to die. But when we put ourselves against that, when we lift ourselves, show a mirror 
up to that where there is no sin, there is no sorrow, no pain, does it not change you? Does it make you want to uh, change your language? Does it mean, so you have the, the kind of, how do you feel about you know, speaking bitchy words to people? Being unkind to people? Being unforgiving? When we put that against where we are destined, we should be changed. There was a line in one of the songs it says, in the kingdom, lives are made new. When we touch heaven and feel the presence of the kingdom, our lives can be made new. But we need to be open for that. Uh, Terry Virgo uh, wrote something on Facebook a, a couple of weeks ago, and it just fitted in what I was already feeling in my in my heart, and I can't find it now. Uh, here it is. He said, Christian culture is increasingly foreign to modern culture. Mercy, forgiveness, kindness, acceptance are out of fashion. Sincerely held views are rare. God help us to remember who we are and don't be alarmed that the Bible calls us aliens and strangers. I'm challenging. I don't want to bring guilt, but I do challenge you. Are you, is your heart forgiving? Are you showing mercy? Are you showing kindness? And we can do this here easily on a Sunday morning. That's easy. It's a nice environment. We're all friends. We're all Christians together. But when we go out to our homes, to our workplaces, are we still able to show that forgiveness? Are we still able to bring mercy? Are we still able to show kindness and go in the complete opposite spirit to much of the world? Uh, I don't know if you, Vicky's not here today, but she spoke so beautifully last week, I'm sure many of you. Uh, if you didn't catch it, then please catch up and listen to it. It's on the website. Go to the, at the churchinthepeak.org. Go to uh, resources, go to talks, and go to, to Vicky Mottram's talk. And she was talking about um, trying not to be negative, holding herself back. And one of the ways I, I try to do that is, is I think about what I am... You know, I think about heaven. That is what the kingdom of God is like. That's the place I'm destined for. Would it be good if I were unforgiving, if I turned up at the, in the kingdom being unforgiving? I would be brought to tears. So I want you to just be open to that. The, the kind of change of emphasis I want to make is how do we deal with these things? Um, how do we deal with um, guilt, first of all? We, we, we live in a world that is bombarding us, trying to make us feel guilty, feel fearful. How do we handle that? How do we deal with that in everyday life? 
and you can say, okay, look, I, I'm just going to ignore that, those, that voice on my shoulder saying, you've done this wrong, you've done that wrong. Let's be practical how you deal with that. If you know you have done something wrong, you may well have already dealt with it. But I would say, you know, go to your group, find someone who you feel uh, comfortable with, who has your back, has your best intentions, uh, has that security they're not going to blab it about, and just confess it. It says in the Bible, confess things one to another. Put it in the light. And then you can say, once you've done that, you can say to that voice that says, you're guilty of this. You can say, it's dealt with. I took it to the cross. Jesus dealt with it. He's paid for it completely. And you do not need to remind me. But what I will do is I will remind you of what he has done on the cross and how he has dealt with it. That's how I deal with when I get um, thoughts of guilt. I deal with it. I don't just bury it. Let's hope it says, you know, just I, I am forgiven. Well, yes. But sometimes you've got to deal with it if it is one of those things that keeps recurring. Bring it in the light. Remind the thought of the cross and that it is being dealt with. Because Jesus came down. He chose to come down out of the light into darkness to take all the sins that we have. He chose that. He knew what he was, he was coming for. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he knew that he was going to die because we would be able to go and enjoy the presence of God, the presence of heaven. But we must come to him and deal with it in that way. So that's, uh, that's when you deal with, with guilt. Um, but I would say also we need to be uh, regularly open to allowing God to speak to us. So there's the voice on your shoulder that says, you've done this wrong, da-da-da-da, makes you feel flat and horrible. But then there is the other voice, the voice of God, that says, do you know, that attitude of negativity, those words that you, were, that you wrote in that email, the way that you are thinking about that person, the fact that you're not forgiving them, that is wrong. And you come to him, and that is conviction. So that is the difference. You should be convicted and say, you go to the same place, you go to the cross and say, deal with this for me, Lord, forgive me. I want to change. And it is the presence of God that will come and renew you. I don't want to stay, as I said a few weeks ago, I don't want to stay in the same place that I am. I want to, I want to be better. I want to be more like Jesus. Not that I'm going to wear sandals or anything like that, but I want to have more of his character. I want to be more of his character. <laughs> yes, yeah, socks, Jesus never wore socks and sandals. That's, that's, that's very clear. But we are, we are aliens in this world. 
if you are born again. And he wants to just encourage us to be a holy people, a royal priesthood, that we can come before him and say, Lord, come and take my sin and renew me. But the point is, it's not for us to stay here. It is for us to go out. Not with those bad attitudes that we go into the world. I want to encourage you, go into the, to the world knowing that, you're, that the kingdom of God is your, your destiny, but going into the world, bringing the kingdom of God with forgiveness in your heart, and when people say to you, you know, what is, what is it about you? You can say, yes, I have a relationship with Jesus and I know that I have an eternal destination. I have eternity in my heart and you can too. And I, I, I want you to be clear that that is how you prepare yourself to go into the world and speak to others who ask. Because if you look at the, if you look and listen to um, podcasts or the news, do you know, you, are, you will find pretty quickly that people are very dissatisfied with their lives. They are crying out. They can see that, that our world has stepped away from the Christian world. And they are looking for something. And they are looking and they will find some places in the wrong place. But if you are in the, the, the world with the kingdom of God in your heart, there's a good chance they will find that Jesus is the answer. Be prepared. Prepare your heart first. We, we, Phil gave the notice about um, freedom in Christ. It's very much what I've just said it's about dealing with the issues that you've got in your life but don't let us stay here in a holy huddle we're not a little salt pot we are to be out in the world being salt and light in the world and I want to emphasize that but you've got to make sure that when you go out you are salt and light and not a dirty mucky mess that won't do any good so should we just, can we just stand? I just, I just want to, I just want to allow the Holy Spirit to come. Sarah, do you, have you got any, can you, and Brian? <coughs> okay. Forgiveness is an issue for some people. Father, I just pray, Lord, where people need to forgive others, come and bring conviction, Lord. Come and move upon people. Just, just be open to the Holy Spirit. He may bring somebody to mind. I don't need you to come up the front, but I do need you to engage with the Father to say, I do forgive that person. Lord, come.
the other thing is where you have not shown mercy to somebody. Lord, I just pray that you will bring to mind people who need mercy. I pray, challenge us, Lord. May our words be salt and light, Lord. But Father, I pray you will just come. Where we need to forgive others, Lord, come and help us to do that, Lord. advantage of, of that forgiveness is that you will find peace so Lord I just pray bring peace Lord I pray too Lord that we will have a different attitude Lord you, I pray for revelation too of heaven down out of heaven, the new Jerusalem, into our hearts, Lord. Settle in our hearts, Lord, that's that knowledge of, of the new Jerusalem, that wonderful place where there is no, no tears, no sorrow, no sin, no death. That's our destiny. I pray, Lord, for revelation, Lord, for us. Open the door, Lord, that we may just get a glimpse, Lord, of that. Father, come. 